Hi. What's up? Nothing much. We're back. It's my favorite haunting. Episode 38. It is episode 38. Do you know what we didn't do last time? I'm Mel. I'm Ames. Because <laughs> we like we went out of order and our flow was not, because usually it's, hey, Mel, I'm Ames. My favorite haunting. Da, 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 da. We got all fucked up last time, but. Yeah. Sorry. We just fixed it. Yeah. um yeah and we're here to talk to you about ghosts and maybe some history and hey there might be some marvel references yeah some random things some harry potter references maybe some cats maybe some cats i think they're sleeping yeah they're hiding today um maybe some random just bitching yeah that happens sometimes I hate people. I don't do the people science. We've discussed this already. Yes. Anyway. Do we have anything? I don't think we have anything to go over today. Mm, No, I don't think so. All right. Right to it then. Sure. Cool. It's your turn. I was going to say, I guess I'll go first. (laughs) So today I did the Sacramento Theater Company in Sacramento, California. Do I need to redo it or that's good? No. No. I thought you were rolling your eyes at the beeping. No. Uh, So this place uh, didn't have a whole lot of history. It's another short history one. My last one was short history too. Um, So in 1942, it was originally the Sacramento... Civil Repertory Theater formed to entertain locally stationed troops during World War II. In 1949, they opened their first actual building theater, um, the Eaglet Theater. In 1980s, it went from a community theater to a professional theater company. I couldn't find out exactly when they changed the name from the Eaglet Theater to um, the H Street Theater Complex, but... um, yeah, sometime in there it changed its name. Is it on H Street? Yes, it is. Oh, okay. That makes sense. It'd um, be really weird if it was on, like, Y Street and it was <laughs> called the H Street. Okay, sorry. Um, it just said on the website, after decades of use, the old Sacramento Theater Company main stage was renovated as part of the H Street Theater Complex project. And now it has three stages and more dressing rooms for the main stage. So it's kind of a small theater. The main stage seats 292 people. The other two stages, the Pollock stage seats 85. The Cabaret stage seats 100. So, you know, it's not a very big place. Um, And the only other thing of note is Tom Hanks got his start there. Tom Hanks! Yeah. Funny guy, Tom Hanks. <laughs> um, f- tangent, Forrest Gump was on TV last night. Yeah. <laughs> There's – it has nothing to do with anything, but, you know, Tom Hanks is in it. Yeah. So, it, yeah, I watched it for like half an hour or so. <laughs> yeah, so that's basically all the history of the theater company. So we can go right on to the hauntings. So uh, the claims include hearing footsteps, of course, uh, on the main Always. stage after after hours, a man walking the hallways, lights flickering, 
buttons popping off costumes. Oh, no. Whispers and apparitions appearing in mirrors. I have an, uh, so, um, a solution to the buttons popping off the costumes. Don't pick out before showtime? Uh, yeah. Stay away <laughs> from crafty. <laughs> I don't know what it's called in theater life. Green room? <laughs> I don't know. Is it for theater? Uh, yeah. I think I green know. room is for TV, TV still. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Well, food. Yeah. Stay away from the food. All the food. <laughs> uh, so the most famous spirit at the theater is called Pinky. Pinky and the brain. It's <laughs> Pinky and the brain. One is a genius. The other's insane. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> um, it's often seen as a pink orb or aura in the costume shop area. Um, Pinky is a prankster. It likes to play with buttons on costumes and plays with the lights. Wait, so is Pinky the culprit behind the buttons popping off? Them? I'm thinking probably, but they were two separate, like they were written as two separate yeah. things. So I don't know if the playing with the buttons is like while the costumes are being made. And then buttons popping off are like while people are wearing them. Well, I well I imagined it to be like while they're wearing them, like in the middle of a show, and a button just goes flying and pings off somebody's forehead <laughs> in the front row. <laughs> oh, that'd be terrible. Have um, I talked about the time I popped a button off my pants? <laughs> no, <laughs> the summer I was scooping ice cream. Okay, oh. you guys, I spent a summer <laughs> scooping ice cream. Um, it, Right after high school, I think. I don't remember. It was so long ago. I'm so old. Um, and the the only problem slash the best part of this job was that <laughs> I got all the ice cream I could eat for free. Wow. And, uh, what, I mean, as long as there were no customers in there. Yeah. And, but, I mean, I used it like I experimented with, like, making sundaes and milkshakes mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, like, it was beneficial to them, too, because I sold a few things. But um, it was not beneficial to my waistline. I gained <laughs> like 30 pounds that summer. Wow. And I didn't even realize putting, I was putting weight on until <laughs> I was opening up one morning and I bent down to pick something up and the button, it was like, and it was like exactly like that. It was like ping and it went <laughs> flying across the room and it bounced off of a freezer and then went under the drink cooler. Oh, wow. And so I had to dig out a safety pin <laughs> to safety pin my pants closed for the day. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> now, now I think I remember that. I think you told me that a while ago. I'm sure I did, especially at the time. I'm sure I did, but that was so long ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see where else. Oh, um, Pinky is even credited with warning electricians of the impending collapse of an overhead light bar. And so they were got out of the way oh, safely. Oh, so Pinky is helpful. Good. Yes. So there are some contradictions, uh, to Pinky's gender. Mm-hmm. Some people think she's a male and some people think she's a female. Some people think she's a male. So, <laughs> some people think Pinky is a male. There you go. <laughs> Um, they also, I mean, no judgment, but I'm just, I mean, if <laughs> yes. it's, if it's unknown, like, just, I know, you know, but like, cause most of them say female, but there were at least two that said male. So like everywhere it's like, she, this, she, that. So it likely is a she. <laughs> well, is that just because it's pink? I think it's because it's pink. They think it's a female. Yeah. Sexist. Don't be judgmental. Men can like pink. Yeah, they can. Uh, let's see. Um, 
And you know what? You have no control over what your aura color is. Sorry. <laughs> if that's what it is that they're seeing. And some people think that it was once the manager of... I couldn't tell if it was the manager of the entire theater or just of the costume shop area, but some people think that that's one of the old managers. And then in 1991, three clairvoyants uncovered five more spirits. Two are mentioned most often with um, any amount of detail, and then the rest, like, there was only one place I found any detail on the rest of the so-called spirits that the clairvoyants uncovered. Um, one is a tall, thin man with a mustache who wears a beret and an ascot. He has been identified as a man. Some people say his name is Joe. Some people say Jim. And he used to help around the building and was always impeccably dressed. The other is a very sad, again, some say Polish, some say Hungarian, actress by the name of Madame Mojeska. That's a bit of a difference. I don't know, but like half of them said Polish, half of them said Hungarian. So it's like, do you not All know? I'm thinking of right now is a Hungarian horntail eating pierogies. <laughs> pierogies are good. And this Polish slash Hungarian actress's image is often seen in one of the large mirrors in the upstairs stage left dressing room. And the other spirits that occupy the theater, um, two are called Hungarian lovers. They fell in love in the theater and then were separated and then reunited in this theater and remain here. And it doesn't say what they do, but they are thought to be just hanging out. Oh, they make out in the seats. Maybe. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) No, that's sweet. And then there's the stage hand thought to be named Louie supposedly fell to his death from the rafters or the catwalk and no one is really sure and it doesn't say what he does either maybe he's the man that they see walking up and down the hallways i don't know and then there's the ghostly opera singer some actors and actresses claim to see ghostly apparitions in their mirrors and they think it is the opera singer and then in 1994 Investigators recorded unexplained footsteps crossing the main stage and photographed numerous infrared anomalies on stage two. I'm assuming stage two is the Pollock stage because that's the smaller stage, but it just says stage two. I could not find any of these photographs anywhere, so apparently they just keep them to themselves. I have an awesome photo proving this thing. Awesome. Can I see it? No. Exactly. That's how I feel all the time. When I, whenever I come across numerous photographs, people always report in their photographs. I'm like, where are these photographs? Great. Post your photo. Like, <laughs> oh my God, I saw a dinosaur walking down Main Street yesterday. There's zero evidence of it, but just trust me, it happened. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I'm so even better than that is. I got a whole video of it, but I can't show you. <laughs> it's right here on my phone, but I'm not going to show it to you. Just believe me. Just trust me. Yeah. 
So uh, the marketing director of the theater named Kim had only been working there for about a month when strange things started happening to her. The cabinet in her office fell down off the wall by itself. Oh. And then another time, the pipes fell off the roof. I don't know what pipes. Fell off the roof? Or what roof. I'm assuming her, to make it make sense to be part, like, in her office. Like, I'm assuming it's the roof of her office. Like, But what... I'm sorry. What <laughs> pipes are on the roof? I don't know. They they weren't. They didn't give much detail. It's just like the pipes fell off. The How roof. are they doing things out there in California? I don't pipes know. on the on the outside on the roof. Like I don't know. I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I was about to try to explain it, but I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> I yeah, that's bizarre. Unless they were like supplies for repairs or something and they just set them there. but what piping is running on the <laughs> makes no sense yeah i don't get that one um and then the costume shop manager jessica has experienced strange things such as the upstairs costume shops lights going on and off by themselves the backstage corridor, she heard heavy breathing and footsteps. She continued walking, and then she heard someone whisper her name. She turned around to sucker punch her stalker. <laughs> yes! That's how you do it. And there was no one there. Oh, no. At times, spools of thread fly off the shelves um, on their own in the costume shop. Here, use this one. <laughs> no, no, no. Stitch with this color. And then um, a paranormal investigation group called... Haunted and Paranormal Investigations International um, went there and had some findings. They had EVPs. Um, One was a woman saying hi. Hi. One was a woman sighing. (sighs) (laughs) Uh, And these are not real. I'm recreating (laughs) them. Uh, Then they got organ music. I can't do that one. (laughs) A man humming. A man sighing. That was not. (laughs) Disregard. I can't do it. (laughs) I'm not a man. (laughs) And then they got some noises that people heard out out loud from their own ears. Um, Organ music. Like the same organ music that was an EVP for for Mm -hmm. one person. Another person heard. Uh Oh. Um, Footsteps and some heavy breathing. Like three different people heard heavy breathing near them. That's creepy. Yeah. That always says to me, pervert. <laughs> yeah. Um, they got orb shots throughout the theater, which I did not see any of them, so I have no idea. I can't I can't say either way what they look like mm-hmm. for myself. And then one of their cell phones shut off mysteriously, and then it started vibrating mysteriously. Oh, while it was off? I, they didn't turn back on. They didn't. They didn't say. So I'm not sure. And uh, two of the investigators saw shadow figures. And then using dowsing rods, um, they made contact with an entity named Joanne, and she used to work in the wardrobe room, and died in 1963. Joanne of Joanne Fabrics. <laughs> no, I mean she worked with fabrics. She did, but she did not create a store. That I'm aware of. <laughs> and then um, there were two personal accounts that people posted on one of these 
as comments to one of these things I was reading. And so one of them was Ruby, and she says, I was in a show at the Sacramento Theater Company last year. Uh, That was in 2015. So not last year, but it was when she wrote this. She wrote it. She wrote it in 2015? In 2016. Okay, so it happened in 2015. Yes. Uh, One day my lipstick disappeared from my dressing room. I asked all the other ladies I was sharing with, but no one had seen it. On our closing day, my lipstick was back on my dressing room table, where it had sat prior to its going missing. I thanked Pinky aloud for returning it. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe it grew legs and walked away and then walked back. Maybe. Or That's a- what my mother would say. <laughs> you didn't look hard enough it was there the whole time. Or a cleaning lady found it underneath a cabinet and put mm-hmm. it back on the table or something, you know? Mm-hmm. It is, and it's a little weird that it like reappeared right in the same spot, but I don't know. And uh, the other is from Tammy, and she says, This place is so haunted, <laughs> <laughs> but not in a scary way. Valley Spirit Communications was there doing a Halloween segment. They took us up to the sewing room. We used Kinetic K2 meter PSP7 spirit box and digital recorders. And I think the kinetic is the thing that, like, makes the little stick figure peoples. Oh, okay. I think that's what it is. One of one of the things does because of what she says next. There were mannequins with costumes on them. We mapped out a spirit sewing on one of the mannequins. It was amazing. What? On our oh, my God. Spirit box, we heard Bill and then William stop. The director said the sound guy's name is Bill. Crazy. The whole time, the kinetic mapped out spirits. K2 meter went off a lot. Digital recorders got nothing. And a K2 is an EMF meter. Oh, yes. So that was, that was everything for the Sacramento Theater Company. I think that's crazy that a spirit was like working on the costume <laughs> on the mannequin. Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I know like the, one of the things I found was uh, a news segment on this place and they showed like spirit highway, I guess it's just a little tiny hallway behind the costume shop spirit where highway. all the mannequins are like, all are like shoved back in there uh-huh. and stuff. And they said, that's where most people get the, um, the most, um, things like the experiences. Yeah. Experiences. Couldn't think of the word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm thinking that's probably where the, they were sewing on the, mm-hmm. <laughs> the mannequin. No, but that's, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. They're just working away. The things <laughs> that we can't see that are happening around us. Ugh, that just gave me a little bit of chills. <laughs> somebody right now trying to adjust your uh the hem of your sweater my turn yes your turn cool it's not my turn it's the construction equipment's turn oh yes they're getting closer and closer soon your house is gonna be just as loud as mine hmm. all right i did another hotel okay i like the hotels because um, you can go stay there yeah so um this one doesn't have any um Rooms that may or may not have existed, according <laughs> to staff this time. So, um, 
there you can all the rooms that are there you can stay in them all so it's not quite local but it's um cooperstown new york okay so um upstate new york it's the otisaga resort and it sits on otisaga lake it was built in 1909 with five floors 135 rooms and it's named for the iroquois word meaning a place of meetings not meanings it doesn't mean a place of meanings you know fucking autocorrect i wrote what i wrote and i meant what i wrote sorry so it's named for the iroquois word meaning a place of meetings um it's on the southern tip of otisago lake it features two restaurants and an 18-hole golf course the hotel has been owned by the Clark family since its opening in 1909. So it's wow. been passed down through the family. The same family still owns it. Cool. Um, the same family also commissioned the Dakota in New York City to be built. Oh. Yeah. Um, at the time of its opening, the Otisaga was considered the height of luxury. There was a telephone in every room. Ooh. <laughs> central heating with individual thermostats <laughs> in every room. And a double-wide driveway that could accommodate two carriages passing each other, which was unheard of. Remember, it's 1909. I know. I know. Yeah. Um, But, that, yeah, that was like when I was reading that, they were like super excited about their double-wide driveway. They were very proud of it. Um, Upon beginning construction, it was discovered that the foundation was about to be built on a bed of quicksand. Oh, no. Oh, yes. So to get around that... They drove in 500 piles into the ground. Um, I guess those are the, um, I don't know what they mean by piles. The rods? Oh, kind of like, um, what's it called? Uh, like docks? Like the like the poles that hold up a dock or something? Like similar things like that? Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, well, 500 of them. Um wow. <laughs> Yeah, so they did that so they could lay and set the foundation around that. And it seems to have been effective since the hotel is still standing 110 years later. Um, from 1920 through 1954, it was a private girls' school while still operating as a hotel. But what? I guess they must have leased some of the space. Oh. So it was like a boarding school, like a private boarding school for girls. Um, it was the um, the Knox School for Girls. So... The school is the same school, but it's been like in a few different locations. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess it's, I guess it's well known and prestigious. Okay, I've never heard of it, but neither have I. <laughs> you know, I'm not in that uh, circle of affluence. So, um, Eleanor Roosevelt visited and spoke here during that time. She like spoke at the school, so mm-hmm. she was at the location. Um, in 1934. No, I'm sorry. I misspoke earlier. I said from, I said until 54, but it was from 1920 to 1934 that it was the school. Um, In 1934, the school was forced to move due to several factors, including um, the railroad in Cooperstown left. Oh. Um, So there's no more like train travel through there. Um, Rising heating costs, which it's upstate New York. You have to be warm. And, um, also increasing restrictions on the school by the owners of the hotel. So uh-huh. they were just like restricting them more and more and more. So the Knox School um, relocated to Nisiquag, Long Island. I think I said that right. Um, 
I'm not sure because I've actually never heard of that town. <laughs> I know a lot of Long Island towns. Yeah. That one I've never heard of. Um, so that, I mean, other than being a swanky hotel and a private girl school, <laughs> not much like of note went on here. Um, the school will come back into play though. Ooh. My favorite children ghosts right up there with Zach Baggins. <laughs> um, so some of the claims are staff and guests have heard someone call their name. And then they'll turn around and nobody's there. Um, one guest and her daughter were sitting um, out back on the veranda. So there's, it's like, it's really pretty. They have like these lounge chairs and this gorgeous view of the lake is right there. It's really nice. So they're sitting out there. Um, and this was, I don't have a year for this, but they both gave interviews. So somewhat recent. Mm-hmm. Um they so the doors to the ballroom are off of that veranda too, and they're like glass doors, like mm-hmm. there's like glass panes in them. So they see a ball of light inside, like moving kind of back and forth. So the daughter went to investigate, and of course, there's nobody in there. And mm-hmm. when she went in, the light disappeared. Okay. Um, in room number 585, a guest was walking out of the door and a piece of the molding on the wall flew off and nearly hit her landing next to her leg. And it flew, like it didn't just fall. Mm-hmm. It like actually like split, like it was like a piece of the molding. So it's not like, a, like it wasn't like a whole piece. It was like part of it broke off Oh, okay. and like it was almost like it was like ripped off the wall and thrown at her. So the entire panel had to be replaced. Wow. So, I mean, she could have just been partying really hard. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> but that's her story. Um, and then the fifth floor in general, um, it it's common for guests to call the front desk in the middle of the night to complain about groups of little kids laughing and running up and down the halls and making all kinds of noise. Ooh. And where are these kids' parents? And I'm trying to sleep. It's the middle of the night. Why are they out there giggling? And there's no children staying in the hotel. <laughs> um, there's also, also from the fifth floor, there are complaints of um, furniture being moved around upstairs throughout the night. Do you remember how many floors I said? Or in the is hotel. it only five? It is only five. Upstairs, there's no attic. There's only the roof. Hmm. Um, and nobody's, there's no furniture on the roof. Nobody's <laughs> up there moving furniture. Nobody's up there at all. And then there's um, reports of just doors opening and closing when there's nobody else, like, on the floor. So it'll be, like, mm-hmm. one person staying up there and the rest of the yeah. floor is empty. And the, this is one of those hotels that's only open certain months of the year. Okay. So it's, like, a... Um, a seasonal hotel, yeah. I guess. So, um, I mean, if you're there at the very beginning or the very end of the season, you could be the only guest on the floor. Like, it's yeah. not that out of the realm of believability. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also an account of a shadow figure up there. Uh, guests have come out of the elevator and they see, like, at the other end of the... So the elevator's at one end of the hall. And they'll come out and they'll see at the other end of the hall what looks like a person standing there. So mm-hmm. this one guy was like, I came off the elevator and I saw another person standing down there. And then as I started walking down the hall, I started to notice they weren't like coming back. They weren't coming into focus as I got closer. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying I, but I'm speaking for, for this guy. Um, 
He said it was kind of like a fuzzy, like outline of a person. Yeah. And then as he gets closer, he's like, it's more like a shadow. And then it made a left around the corner. Mm -hmm. And then he was like, he chased after it. And when he got down there, there was nothing there. Mm -hmm. In room 307, um, one guest was sitting at the desk and she caught out of like her peripheral vision, like the edge of a skirt and, Mm -hmm. and part of a leg. And, like, when she turns, she's like, who's in my room? Yeah. So, like, she turned, like, who is that? And she turned just in time to see it walk into the bathroom and, like, go around. And when she, like, went up to, like, go into the bathroom and be like, who the fuck is in yeah. my room? There was nobody in the bathroom. Yeah. There was nobody there. Those ones are always creepy. Yeah. Like, where'd you go? Um, I wrote third floor hallway, but this isn't really in the hallway. But, um... A woman and her, I think her mother, were um, staying there on the third floor, and they heard a cry. It sounded like mommy, um, and it seemed like it was coming from the room next door. She was like, it was next to the bed, but it was like through the wall. Mm-hmm. So they thought it was the room next door. So and that, like it, I guess it sounded like. I mean, it sounded like. To me, it sounded like when she was telling the story it, that it sounded like to her, that's a lot of sounded likes, like it sounded like a, a kid like crying like for their mommy, mm-hmm. like mommy. Um, so they went and they got a housekeeper, like check the room. We think this kid is like alone in there. Mm-hmm. So the housekeeper goes and keys into the door. It's a linen closet. Oh. Which, how's the housekeeper not know that it was a linen closet? But um, yeah, and it was empty. There was nobody in there. Hmm. So ghost hunters visited in 2010 okay. and they investigated. They had quite the night. Oh. <laughs> they had a good night. Uh, so Jason and Grant, I did this by pairs. So we'll start out with Jason and Grant. So they started out in the ballroom doing EVPs, um, and they were investigating the reports of the the light bouncing around. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're, you know, are you the one that makes the light? Can you, can you make the light for us? Um, and there were these really loud like banging noises and it seems like they were coming from the ceiling and then it seemed like they were coming from like the basement like right underneath them Hmm. and it's then it seemed like they were coming from maybe like a room next door or or, like the hallway like outside the room and they looked around and they couldn't find they couldn't figure out where it was coming from and they like at one point like they could feel it through their feet so mm-hmm. they thought it was downstairs they went down to the basement to look and they're, they're like there's nothing down there that could be making that noise because yeah. i guess they were thinking like machinery or something but oh, yeah. there was nothing down there it's just conference rooms oh <laughs> so yeah um but like when it starts up it's like it seems like it's i mean for as much as you can tell where a noise is coming from on on a tv but yeah like the camera points up to the ceiling. So mm-hmm. like the cameraman probably thought like it was coming from upstairs, but it like, it really, it sounded like somebody like banging like in the wall. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, then they start hearing, um, what would you can hear the camera picked it up? It, um, it's indistinct. You can't make the words out, but it sounds like voices, like mm-hmm. someone's talking, um, coming from like the next room. Okay. But there was nobody there (laughs) um they were all on different floors so they were the only ones down on the first floor Mm -hmm. like and then you got someone else on the third floor and another team on the fifth floor so like you know there's nobody there to and they even had a floor between each of them yeah (laughs) later in the night they went up to room 585 
and Jason asked if anyone was in there, make a noise or do something to indicate your presence on the count of three. And he counts one, two, three. As soon as he says three, the K2, which is also called an EMF meter, it's the mm-hmm. same thing, um, it it starts going out like it starts going nuts. Um, and then they heard something moving. Mm-hmm. And you can hear it on the camera. It sounds like something like being dragged. And Grant goes, sounds like somebody's moving furniture upstairs. And then Jason's, Jason's like, yeah. And then he goes, no, we're on the fifth floor. There's no upstairs. <laughs> um, and the K2 was just going off. Mm-hmm. Um, so they went out into the hallway to like try to figure it out. And they did find an access door to an attic. Mm-hmm. And they pulled it down. It was one of those pull down with the ladder. Yeah. After they were told that there is... There's no crawl space or attic or anything up there. It's just the roof. <laughs> but because that was my always like, that guy's a liar. <laughs> but that's so it's like a little crawl space and it's got some like machinery up there, but it's really small. It does not run the length of the building. So it doesn't okay. go over the rooms. There's like a cupola like uh, up yeah. on top and it just goes up into that. Okay. That's it. Yeah. It doesn't go anywhere. It's just one little it's like, like a room. It's just one little like square. Yeah. So. Yeah, and obviously there is nobody up on the roof. There's no furniture on the roof. Nobody's dragging anything. Like, there's no one up there. Yeah. So then Amy and Chris started out in room 307 doing EVPs, and they were using the flashlight where mm-hmm. you leave the end of the flashlight loose. Yes. And, like, turn on the light, turn off the light, blah, blah, blah. Um, and they had, they had it set on a dresser. And Amy asked if there were kids in here who liked to play around. Um <laughs> And, you know, if you're in here, turn the flashlight on. So she, um, there's a music box mm-hmm. and she starts playing with it. Um, and when she started playing with the music box and started making the noise, the flashlight turned on. Hmm. Uh, and so like, she's like, oh, do you like the music? You like the music box? And then, um, so she's doing that for a minute and then, um, you know, can you turn the light off? Can you turn it off now? Mm-hmm. And it turned off. And then she stopped playing with the music box. And then they asked for it to turn back on. And they asked a couple of different things. And nothing else would happen again until she started playing the music box again. And then Ooh. the light turned back on. And then, like, as long as she was playing it, whatever they asked it to do, it would do it. Interesting. Yeah. Um, later on, uh when they were doing like the reveal at the end mm-hmm. and they were telling the, um, the manager about that, about that interaction. And he like made a face and he's like, that's interesting because, um, employees have said that when they walk by that room, sometimes they hear, it sounds like a music box playing <laughs> when nobody's in there. Obviously yeah. I'm going to skip ahead to Brit and KJ starting off. They started out on the fifth floor. Okay. Um, so this is the beginning of the night. So they're in room 585 doing an EVP and they heard a door close out in the hallway. Nobody else should be up there. They were the only two on the floor. Yeah. Like, cause they had the entire hotel to themselves. There's no guests staying there. Yeah. It was just them and the manager was there. Off season. Probably. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cause I doubt they rented out <laughs> the entire 135 yeah. room. So they go out into the hallway to investigate the door closing and so at the far end of the hallway, they had a laser grid set up. Oh, yeah. And they saw a shape move in front of it. Um, so when 
they start down the hallway to go see what's down there blocking the light out, it turns off. Like it just turned – not like with when we were at Rolling Hills and it mm-hmm. was like fading out. Like it yeah. just turned off. Okay. Um, so they get down there and they turn it back on and then they turn around and start heading back for 585 and they both – like so like the camera was like they're walking and it's like the camera guy's walking backwards mm-hmm. and, look, and filming them. And they both stopped and they were like, do you feel like – I feel like somebody's right behind us. And like they both felt it at the same time. And then they both turned around at the same time. And just as they did, the laser grid turned off again. Ooh. And then KJ saw a full shadow figure come out from the wall, appear to look at them, and then go back into the wall. So they ran down. to So he's like, oh, my God, holy shit, did you see that? So they run down to investigate it. So it was actually, like, in the door. Okay. Like, it was like, it was like somebody popped out of a door and then went back in. So, um... They went down in there when they went to check it out. They tried the door. Britt tries the door and it opens right up. It was unlocked. So he, he like, he did one of these, like, oh, the handles unlocked and then did like a, like a slow turn of the knob and then like shoved it open and like jumped in. Like, who's here? And then he like jumped and he goes, oh my, somebody's in here. And he's like, somebody just ran into, so it was like a suite or uh-huh. it was either a suite or adjoining rooms, but okay. like the adjoining door was open. So he like opened the door to pop in and then he like jumped back a little bit. Like he flinched and he's like, somebody just ran through here. And so then they go like on the chase mm-hmm. and they search the whole thing, the whole, like, you know, like, it's not like they're all adjoined, like just the, just that room. Mm-hmm. And, um, there was nobody there. So then they start trying to do EVPs in the adjoined room uh-huh. and Britt's like standing like in the closet kind of. Yeah. And he um he heard whispering and then later when they were reviewing it, the mini D- there was a mini um DV camera that they had set up in there too while they were like they brought it mm-hmm. with them and they set it like on the bed and it was pointed at him and he's like standing in the closet and he's like you hear the whispering and then he like turns like mm-hmm. Like who's but oh I'm standing in a closet. There's nothing like there's literally yeah. nowhere to for anyone to be, and um, but like the whole thing with like people hear their voices called, yeah. and when they reviewed it later, it sounds like it's saying Amy, which was one of the other investigators. Like yeah. she wasn't up there at the time, but it really sounds like Amy. But when they kept when they like played it on repeat, I'm like it could also be saying mommy. Mm. Yeah. Which was which would fit with um what the one guest was like. We heard a cry of mommy. Yeah. Um, but it's like a whisper. And so that was room five ninety. So they were in five eighty five and they ran down the hall and the figure like popped out and then back into five ninety. Okay. And then with the whispering and stuff. Yeah. So then back to Amy and Chris, um, when they went to the fifth floor, so they were trying to like trap the shadow figure that these guys had seen. So they sat, they each sat at opposite ends of the hallway to try and like hurt it. Um, It's like hurting cats. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I've gotten pretty good at hurting cats. So, (laughs) um, so they're sitting there and like at their opposite ends. And then Chris starts hearing noises from, room 585 like something's Mm -hmm. moving around inside 
So she kind of gets up and goes over and she's like listening at the door and she like, she puts her ear to it and then she kind of like flinches back and Mm -hmm. she's like, what's happening in there? And, um, so she opens the door and goes inside. Of course, there's nobody in there. Mm -hmm. And she's like, um, I'm just going to set the recorder in here for a little bit and see what it picks up. And she goes inside and there's already a recorder in there. Like the boys had already left (laughs) stuff in there. And so then she comes out and she's doing, you know how they do their little, like little mini interviews Mm -hmm. in between things. So she's out in the hallway doing a little like blurb with the camera. And then she just kind of stops and freezes. And she's like, do you guys see something behind me? And then, both Amy and the producer said, yeah, we both saw it. A shadow popped out of the door because she was standing right in front of 585. I couldn't see it on the camera mm-hmm. but um, or on the screen or whatever, but they both saw like a shadow like popped out and then popped back in a 585 mm-hmm. right behind her. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see it. but And like I replayed it a few times. And, um. Yeah. Was that everything? And then the last thing of note was because they all stayed in the hotel mm-hmm. that night. Um, so Chris and Amy were in one room and um, they set up, you know, they set up the room to like monitor everything all night. Yeah. Like if something moves or, or there's a voice or whatever. So the way they set up one of the night vision cameras where they put it, they had to close the closet door. Like they had to have it completely closed so they yeah. could set the camera and get the angle that they wanted. Yeah. And when they woke up, the door was wide open, completely open. Somehow it's not on the camera. I don't know if the camera didn't work. They didn't explain why. Because the way the way they set it up was if the door opened, it would block the camera. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what happened there, but... But they had audio running and there is like at some point, um, a couple hours after they go to sleep, you, it sounds like a door opening. Mm-hmm. So they have audio of it, but not <laughs> camera. So it's uh, quite the active little hotel. Cool. And it does look very pretty. And it's right on that. The leak is very pretty. So um, if you're going to go, ask for room 585. Or 590 or 307 would be my suggestion. Oh, if you want experiences. If you want experiences, <laughs> yes. And everything that I found also highly recommended the Hawkeye restaurant. I doubt it's named for Hawkeye of uh, Marvel Comics. <laughs> but apparently the food's really good. So, you know, I'm sure that's just, just a like a, a free advertising <laughs> gimmick, but... Um. Yeah. Cool. That's that one. Yeah, I got really excited when you were talking about Brit and KJ like chasing down this guy. It's like, ooh, what's next? KJ got really pumped, man. He was <laughs> all about it. He like ran down the hallway, like, where'd it go? And then Britt was like, there's somebody in here. And then like, <laughs> but like when they like went and yeah. like searched around and like, there's not, mm-hmm. there's nobody there. But like he like legit saw and like the way he reacted, I was like, oh, somebody's in there fucking with them. Mm-hmm. But there was nobody. But then they were like, but there's no one here. See, that is what you do. You run towards the activity to catch it. You don't run away. Yeah, Brian. 
<laughs> Who was it? Brian. Brian. I should leave him alone. <laughs> I'm sure he's he's learned his lesson. That guy's been through some stuff. I don't know, but I mean, there's been a couple other people. I don't know if it's ghost hunters or not, but there's been some other people that just like they run away or they jump back instead of. Go well, I mean, that's your like, like natural instinct. That's know, your, you know, like, that's how we've survived. Oh, it was something this I watched. long. <laughs> it was it was the, the British people. I can't remember what the what the show was, but mm. they ran away. <laughs> It's like a group of three of them, what? and they all ran away. But, like, why are you there? If you're going to run away, why are yeah. you there? <laughs> I don't know. <sighs> Even, like, haunted house, like, how do you differentiate haunted house versus haunted house? Like, But, like, the Halloween houses. Like, yes. <laughs> even those things, like, when the people are jumping out, like, as much as I want to run away. Mm-hmm. I think the closest I ever came was at Universal. One of the actors cornered me. Oh. Yeah. And he was, it was a clown. Oh, not So cool. fuck that guy. Um, but he like, I mean, for whatever reason, they, I, they are so, they're like magnets. Like they sent me out like mm. bloodhounds, like <laughs> they're on me. And, uh, this one guy, like, I don't know what it was. I was just walking through and, um, I was looking at something else and then I turned the other way and there he was. And he was like advancing on me. Like he was like on me and I was mm-hmm. like, don't touch me. And I was like backing up. And then I was like on the wall and then I was like in a corner and he was just like, he was just standing there. He wasn't doing anything, yeah. but I was just like, I don't want to go around you cause I don't want to touch you and get in trouble. Yeah. But I also don't want to like go towards you cause you're a clown and you're fucking scary. <laughs> And I was just, like, standing there screaming like a baby. But that's the closest I've ever come to running away from anything. Mm-hmm. And that was, like, a solid person yeah. that was, like, in my face. Like, that's I don't know. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Like, if you're going to willingly and knowingly go into a place that is potentially haunted for, like, to document yeah. and or have an experience... I don't know why you would run away from that. I mean, like, it's, like I said, it's like a survival instinct, right? Like, your fight or flight. Yeah, I mean, like, jumping back a step or two is one thing, but, like... Yeah, like, full out, like, running away. Yeah. That's something else. Yeah. Especially if you're there and you, like, say, and you say out loud that you want to capture stuff or you want to experience stuff, like... And then run away from it. Yeah. That's a little... um, my, I mean, I would uh, grant an exception for like demons. Oh, yes. Um, just be, because they're dangerous. Like they'll, they'll hurt you. Mm-hmm. But like a ghost, they're not gonna hurt you. They're gonna fuck with you, but they're <laughs> not gonna hurt you. <laughs> Is that it? Are we done? Yeah. yeah oh wow, we're done. we're done. Cool. Well, if you haven't already, here's my spiel. Follow our social medias. <laughs> My Fave Haunting on Instagram and Twitter. My Favorite Haunting on Facebook you can find us under. And and, um, My Favorite Haunted Group, the home of the Paranormies, is also on Facebook. Questions, comments, concerns, email us, myfavorithaunting at gmail.com. And also you can submit your very own experiences that you would like us to share aloud for the masses. So, yeah, if you haven't already, rate us and review us. And subscribe. And subscribe. Yeah. Do all those things. Check all my boxes. Yes.
Thanks for potting with us, guys.